Cacti in a different opening song today. And I may throw in some more music as we go. What do you say about that, huh? What do you say about that? I've been listening to a Cracked podcast recently. Podcasts is, 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 is plural. The plural of podcast is, of course, podcasts. Is, 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 is. So I've been listening to a number of podcasts. Is, 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 is. Uh, recently, I started listening to some from Cracked. If you're not familiar with Cracked, or even if you are, they do a variety of lists. List is, 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 is. I'm, I'm t- picking a lot of uh, difficult to uh, pluralize words, at least for me anyway. Tough to say in the plural. Lists? Podcasts? Why was I mentioning Cracked? Oh, because they tend to do these things where they do a lot of uh, little musical pieces in between their topics. So that. So, like for instance, they might do something like this. I have no idea what to do now. <laughs> Maybe nothing like that. That was just, that, that just totally changed the pacing. And I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll get used to this. Maybe I won't. Uh, just trying to throw a little extra production value at you. But why start now, huh? I am using my good microphone setup. My good Sennheiser microphone with the wind screen in front of it and the Boss Jock app location on my iPhone. My iPhone 6 Plus, to be exact. The year is 2016. It's May 3rd, the day before May the 4th, which is Nerd Day. A Nerd Day. May the 4th be with you. That's a lispy, <laughs> a lispy Star Wars reference. May the 4th be with you. I was sick. I mean, physically. I'm always mentally sick to some Degree, I suppose. But I was sick, and I was dis- one of the things that disappointed me about being sick, aside from the fact that I, you know, was a lot more in touch with my mortality uh, for a while. There is, you know, because I was sick off and on for over a week. Uh, one of the things that disappointed me is I, I had not exactly gotten gotten into a regular rhythm with this podcast, but I had been pretty regular. I hadn't, I had been recording, you know, at least on a weekly basis and sometimes more than one a week. But as is always my case, something will eventually happen which will stop me from doing this or anything for that matter. Because I just don't really get into regular routines for a lot of things. I just haven't for a lot of years. And even though, you know, one of the bits of wisdom I keep hearing from people who do podcasts is, 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 or, yeah, let's just stick to podcasts. One of the pearls of wisdom is that uh, if you're going to do it, you should do it on a regular basis if you want to build an audience. But here's the thing. Unlike a lot of times in years gone by, I'm, I'm really trying not to focus on such things as building an audience. 
I've been way too focused on things like building an audience or making millions of dollars uh, as opposed to just expressing myself. And it's not that I'm, I'm not artistic or creative at all. I, I do like to express myself. And so that's always a part of the formula, but I've just, I came to the realization, I don't know exactly when, sometime in the last uh, couple of years or so, that I don't want to be a whore. <laughs> it's not that I won't accept money for doing creative things. I mean, I'm, I still go out on auditions and I still get some acting jobs here and there. Not much. A couple times a year, I usually I work. But I, I'm just not into the whole idea of pursuing this at the moment. And as I've said many times before, and I'm trying, I'm trying to quit using that kind of segue, as I've said before, because usually pretty much anything we say, we have said before in one form or another. But as I have said before, um, I don't know, you know, who knows? One day I might wake up and just be obsessed again and, you know, pursue something. But I don't know. If I don't, that's fine. I've, I've, uh, I was telling a, an actor friend the other day, uh, Saturday to be exact, I got together with some people and we did um, a reading. It uh, wasn't, wasn't in front of an audience. It was just, just for the sake of reading uh, a play, Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. And so... Several of us, we took turns reading various parts in that, uh, in that play. And it was fun. It was nice to get together with humans, other humans, creative, and people who are interested in acting or producing or doing whatever kind of stuff they do. And I was telling my friend, my friend who also is an actor, that I just really uh, am, am not motivated. And I'm not feeling bad about that. Any of those voices in my head that say, I, I should be trying harder. I should be pushing myself. I, I don't know why it's, it's kind of all of a sudden going somewhat Southern. I should be pushing myself. I don't know what that is. But that voice is from the past. It's buried deep inside probably my dad, teachers, coaches, various authority figures, the culture in general telling us to work hard. You got to work hard. And you know what I do? I do work hard. I got a job. I am responsible. I do go to my job and I do, I do what I need to do. And sometimes more than I need to do because I like doing a good job when I'm getting paid to do a job. But when I'm talking about the, uh, <laughs> the unmotivated part is, I just, I, I just don't, I, I, I have to be okay. I don't have to be okay, but I am okay with the fact that I, I'm not looking to make a big difference in the world outside of the fact that I'm a dad, which I think that makes a difference, that ripple effect. I think being a good dad is the best thing I can do. 
put some decent folks out in the world, my children, who I am uh, at least partially responsible for. They're also responsible for themselves, which is cool, and they are cool people, so that's good. And that's it. And then I do a job, and I do I do a good job, if I do say so myself, as it always been the case. My day job, I do a good job. And what more is there, right? Well, there's this. I'm here, and I, I almost wasn't here because you know, even though I, I have gotten over my uh, illness, whatever that sickness was, I, I, I don't really know. Cold, flu, I, I don't know. I didn't have, I felt hot, but didn't have a temperature. I wasn't, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, it was just, I just was sick. I just spent a lot of time sleeping. I, I had a hard time getting out of bed for a while. Uh, for a few days on my own time, because it was a, I had an off Friday and then a, and then a weekend that I spent most of the time my time in bed. Good news is I lost ten pounds. <laughs> yes, go on the illness diet. That's a good one, isn't it? Yes, it's a good diet. But, of course, I'll gain all that weight back in no time. It's fine. I'm not really interested in losing weight. I have reached an equilibrium as far as my weight goes. It's actually kind of, if not frightening. I don't know the word frightening comes to mind, but it's actually kind of uh, weird how how uh, stable my weight is because I don't watch what I eat. I rarely exercise. I go through spurts, kind of like with this, with the podcast and other creative things I go in spurts I'll exercise now and then I haven't been watching my diet much at all uh, we've changed from milk to soy milk in the last year that's about it uh, but I, I don't it, 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 I don't care I lost 10 pounds whatever I'll gain it back but but the thing I was starting to say and I'll continue saying and that's kind of weird is I, I do at least enter in a spreadsheet now and then what my weight is and it's actually been kind of within a couple of pounds of I'm give or take like two, 230 let's just say you know I'm 228 230 232 whatever but considering how big I am, you know, two or three or four pounds of, of variation over the course of, of a few years is, is nothing. That's a small percentage of my weight. It's actually just kind of strange that my weight is uh, that constant. Because, you know, the way that I eat and don't watch my weight and don't exercise, I, you know, I could easily be like 480 pounds. But I'm not. Maybe, maybe just uh, maybe I don't give myself enough credit uh, in the, as far as the exercise goes. Even though I don't like uh, have a exercise regimen, I do make it a point to you know like move. <laughs> I do move my body. I do like you know go to the store. <laughs> There's that. And when I'm in a building that has uh, a choice, if the choice is elevator or stairs, I take the stairs. I tend to walk with a little uh, briskness when I walk around, even around the apartment. So I don't know. Health. 
you don't appreciate things until you lose them, right? And I, and I, you know, I can't say I've, I've like totally lost my health, even though I still have have been feeling not like exactly a hundred percent. I've, uh, I went back to work, and when was that? Over a week ago, and uh, and now I've lost track of time. But but the point is, it's it's been maybe a week or so since I've been, you know, quote unquote, well. But I still just feel a little foggy, just a little. Just slight. It feels like I'm 99.9% healthy. So I don't know. I I try to fight these morbid thoughts that I've been having uh, about my mortality. But then I think, well, why fight it? You know, why not bathe in it? Think about it. I mean, it's one fact that we all know is we're all going to die, right? And you can either take that as a depressing thought or an inspirational one whether you whether you're inspired by it or depressed by it fact is it's going to happen and it wasn't just my health that made me think about more about my mortality in the last couple of weeks but also a couple more um um couple more deaths in the news and here's one of these things in fact uh, Mark Marin and I do mention him usually Maybe maybe at least once a podcast because he's he's one podcaster that I do listen to a lot. I listen to uh, he he uh, puts out two a week and I keep up with them. And I also go through his backlog because he's up around several hundred podcast episodes now. I also subscribe to his podcast so I can go and get the back you know the go back a handful of years he's been doing it uh since 2009 i guess six or seven years what was he talking about oh yeah because prince died and he was and then and also and gary shandling died and I, that that wasn't within the last week or so but recently enough so Gary Chanling, Prince, and then um, recently I, I had also been listening to uh, Patton Oswalt on a podcast. And, um, you know, like within a couple of days after I was listening to him, he's, he's fine, but his wife died in her sleep just unexpectedly. And when I say unexpectedly, I, I guess I shouldn't have to explain it, but, you know, she didn't have some history of illness. She was just like a 40-something-year-old woman and just gone it's and I, I guess even like with, so with Gary Shandling uh, and then when with uh, Patton Oswalt's wife those two uh, hit me hit me almost as if I knew the people um, because I just recently heard them talking you know Gary Shandling, I had heard on a on a podcast, and I'd seen him on comedians and cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, and they were old buddies. You know, they were all they were having a great time together, and and then he's gone. But it it just like it hit me more than maybe any other a lot of other celebrity deaths that are reported way too frequently way too frequently these days. But it, it it hit me harder, I think, because I had just recently heard them talking. And you know, there's an intimacy to that. 
even though people die every day, and that's what Mark was talking about, Mark Marin. Uh, I feel like I really shouldn't just call him Mark because we don't know each other. Should I call him Marin? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do the old uh, male way of referring to other males, sports, sports-wise. You know, you play football, basketball, whatever. You know, you call each other by your last name. Hey, Palin. Yeah. So anyway, what what Marin was talking about was uh, you know, people die every day. People die probably every second. You can look it up. I don't feel like looking it up right now. I'm thinking about mortality enough, but point is, people die constantly. We know that. So I guess, you know, you could be depressed every second of the day if you wanted to, or you could be aware of that and not be depressed, whatever your reaction is. I guess the point is, what he was just talking about, but when you know somebody, or when it's a celebrity and you feel like you know them because they're a part of you, a part of you in some way, that it hit, it hits home more. And then especially when somebody who's close to your age or or younger than you just unexpectedly dies, and that, that's really a punch in the gut. So, yeah, when I was thinking about... Um, feeling bad about Patton and then also his kids he has at least well I don't can't remember if it's one or two kids because again we're not friends I don't know him but it's like uh, they had like young young kid or kids seven years old as I recall was oh my god it's just it's sad so then I think about my kids and that's really what scares me about death, the thing when I think about death, what makes me, the the fear I have isn't so much about what's going to happen to me, you know, whether there's an afterlife or not, if I'll be burning in hell, I don't think about that. First of all, because I don't believe it, but if it does happen to be the case, oh well, what am I going to do about it, right? The fear that I have is, is something that I do know is that my kids would still be around. And, you know, especially if it happened anytime soon, I mean, they're not totally up on their feet taking, be able to take care of themselves yet. So, in the, the I'm, I'm forcing myself to, to talk through this because it's something that I've been thinking about more often lately than I'd like to. And it's just... That's the part that gets me. I, I think it's it's thinking about, you know, because like I said, I have no idea and nobody has any idea what's, what happens to us after we die. So that's fear of the unknown. But the fear of the known is worse to me. My selfish side says I'd also like to stick around and just, you know, see my kids grow up some more. I'd like to hang out with them more. I'd like to have more time with them. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to be around for a while. And then the unselfish part, like I said, was, I, you know, I'd like to also have them be a little, little more, you know, not a little more, more depend, uh, independent. My, my daughter's in college. 
my son's at home with me. And even though, you know, like there's life insurance, so I've, I've at least taken care of them in, in that respect. I'd have some money, you know, to so they wouldn't be totally destitute, but dot, dot, dot. I stop because part of me wants to work through it. Part of me wants to think about it. And then part of me says, no, run away. Run away, run away. And I don't want to talk to them about it. Although part of me thinks that, you know, that kind of would be the responsible thing to do is make sure they know that they got the life insurance. I think I did mention to that that to Autumn once because I don't know what what process the insurance company goes through to notify people who have money coming to them. But so I think I just kind of mentioned that at one point, but, but to get into all the D de- I don't want them to dwell on it. I don't want them to, especially my, my son has, you know, anxiety about things. And, uh, I mean, like, like we all do. So I don't want to like sit down and have some kind of talk like I'm talking right now. And I don't worry about him hearing this because he doesn't listen to this. At least as far as I know. And if he is, well, then I guess he's just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. So as is always the case when I, or not always, but usually the case when I sit down and, and do this, I don't didn't know where I was going, but I did know that when I was laying there sick in bed, thinking more about my mortality, getting that real morbid thought. Like, I, I don't know if you ever have this happen when you either, uh, like go on an airplane or, um, or when you're sick is like thinking, well, maybe this is it. This might be the one, this might be the plane that goes down, this might be the illness that takes me. And then part of me goes, what the fuck, man, I just, I just got a cold, or whatever the hell this is, was. But, you know, spending a lot of time uh, in bed, I just was wondering, I was thinking, God, here I am, laid up for a handful of days in bed and not able to get up out of bed and just feeling bad about that and then thinking, oh my God, what if what if this is it? I mean, at some point that happens to everybody. What if this is just my normal state now? What if I'm just, my God, you know, when I hear about people who are either um, like laid up in the hospital for weeks or months with, you know, with some kind of illness or uh, or then eventually maybe you know, when you get old enough and have some kind of chronic condition. I mean, that's happening right now to people. People get to that point. I mean, in, in a way, though, that's those, you know, they're the, the lucky ones. Because if you, let's say you're 80, 90, 100 years old, and you're just like kind of feeling weak and barely able to walk or not able to walk and and that's just that's your life so I was thinking about that and I'm thinking about it again now I'm depressing myself maybe I'm depressing you maybe you stopped listening a long time ago but if you did stop listening a long time ago that's you know you wouldn't be hearing this so what am I saying
part of me, as I um, also was starting to say earlier, to let me try to tangent off of the negative part and get to the positive part, part of my thinking and part of what, you know, I, I started wanting to pull myself out of that uh, nosedive when I was laying in bed thinking about my my impending death. I thought, well, no, wait a second. It's, don't make that happen. I mean, that's another thing could could be the case that I could just I could like bring that upon myself if I think about it too much. I don't I don't know I don't know how much power my brain has. I mean, there's the placebo effect, right? I mean, that's if you if you think so negatively and think, oh my god, this is it, this is it, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die. It's like, well, you may not your brain may not be powerful enough to make you die, but it's sure not gonna make you. Have a good life, if you think like that. So I started thinking, well, rather than dwelling on my impending death in a negative way, how about if I just say, you know what? Get back to the gratitude thing. Let's do gratitude. How about that? How about when you wake up in the morning, even if you're a little under the weather, just say, oh, you know what? It's just look, look around you. Look at the colors and just, just look at the light in the room. Look at... Just smell that, whatever that is. I don't know what that, what's that smell? I don't know, but ooh, it's just so much better than not smelling, isn't it? As far as I know, yeah. (laughs) So here I am. And you know what? I'm having a hard time following myself. Started doing a little bit of therapy here, thinking about thinking about mortality way too much. And also part of it, I guess, is because I am 56. I mean, you know, I could call myself middle age, but that's, uh, you know, that's a big, broad middle. <laughs> I guess if, if, if you think of the middle as being like a huge range of ages, I guess I could be middle aged. But more likely than not, I'm, you know, I'm into the home stretch. I could be positive again. Let's flip that back to the positive and say, hey, if I live to be 112, pff, I'm middle-aged. I'm a pup. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Right now what I do know is that uh, I barely made it over to this chair, barely found the motivation because as I've, as I said earlier in this podcast and I, as uh I'm not really a big fan of motivating myself or pushing myself to do stuff that I don't feel like doing anymore. goes back to this. There's Derek Sivers who founded CD Baby. Google him. Derek Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S. He wrote this uh, short blog not that long ago, a couple few years ago. doesn't matter when. It's hell yeah or no. Hell yeah or no. And I'm not saying that's the way to live because, you know, maybe you'd rather motivate yourself. Maybe you still like to listen to those voices from the past or your or however you look at it, your own internal motivation. Maybe you like to push yourself to do things that you really don't feel like doing. I'm not a big fan of that anymore. And I think about what uh, Derek Sivers' blog post is very concise. Hell yeah or no. If you're really excited about doing something, do it. If not, say no. Life's too short. Don't have too much time, you know? So 
why push yourself to do shit you don't want to do, right? Right? Let's see. Let me find a song, different one to push here. Let's do this one. This one's called Song Never Changes, and as with all of these, they're songs by me. So there you go. Bye. Every time I try to write a song, it sounds the same. But I keep on trying desperately to play the game. How can I be certain that I'll find another rhyme? It happens all the time, but it never changes, can't you see? Trying desperately, but you know the song never changes. The song never changes. So I try to put some words and music to my soul. All I get is emptiness. I never reach my goal. How can I be certain that I'll find another rhyme? It happens all the time, but it never changes, can't you see? Trying desperately, but you know the song never changes. The song never changes. Are you even listening to all the words I say? Well, if you're not, it doesn't matter anyway. How can I be certain that I'll find another rhyme? It happens all the time. But it never changes, can't you see? Trying desperately, but you know the song never changes. The song never changes. And if I play the music differently, you'll see. That the song is still the same as it will always be How can I be certain that I'll find another rhyme It happens all the time But it never changes, can't you see? Trying desperately, but you know the song never changes The song never changes